So this is my first solo podcast. So far, all I've done is a podcast with my brothers. And, uh, you know, I really like the format because I like having uh, people to bounce my ideas off. And that's that's really nice, but um, I feel like, or at least I've found that uh, I I have like a weird mind. I feel like um, I feel like I <laughs> my my brain has like run off uh, thoughts and. Too often, I feel like I I get into uh, what I call a spiral, where I'll I'll go down this like rabbit hole of thoughts, and and just to preamble it, it's not bad thoughts. Um, it, it 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 runs the gamut from uh, normal thoughts about um, like driving to uh historical stuff which is what it usually falls to i love history it's it's a huge huge thing of mine and it's just something that i hold near and dear to me it 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 makes sense to me and i feel like it's really kind of a calming place for me researching things reading up on on history I might not be um, as collected as a lot of podcasters are, but then again, I also just started. So it's it's this weird in-between where you're not good and you're not bad, I guess. Well, maybe I'm bad and I just don't know it. But, uh, yeah. So... I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll just start doing this where it's like one-offs. My thoughts poured in. So what do you want to talk about? Maybe maybe go over some history. Maybe we should work some shit out. Maybe we should uh Yeah, let's 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 talk some history. That makes sense. Uh Oh man. With the presidential election that uh well that sounded weird. With the presidential election that just went by, uh it only seems kind of natural to sort of have your thoughts drift in and out of that. And it makes me think of uh, presidents that we experience as uh, children, teenagers, young adults. And it makes me think of like times uh, where your, your thoughts are sort of forming into the personality of the person that you're going to be. And 
I think the president that you have uh, for your formative years really makes a difference. Like my my formative years were with uh, George Bush and the beginning of the Iraq War war in Afghanistan 9-11 and I know a lot of other uh, millennials are there with me so let's let's kind of look at let's look at the Bush administration so while it was happening kind of seemed like Bush was going to be like the worst president we ever had uh, he was at that time considered a pretty moderate Republican I'd say and his administration started with kind of what we're going through right now uh, with the recount in Florida so Al Gore was the Democratic nominee and George Bush was the Republican nominee. And basically, it all came down to, on election day, Florida. And it was like a close margin or the other. This is all off the top of my head, so if I'm getting facts wrong, you're more than fucking welcome to go check them yourself. But I just... It it was the year 2000, so I was... 10 years old and I I vaguely remember just seeing it on the news all the time you know recount and it was like a huge fucking deal and uh, they took the recount so I guess Al Gore uh I guess Al Gore had uh, conceded, but then when he found out that Florida was a weird margin, he rescinded his uh, concession. And they eventually took it to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court of Florida refused to hear it. So George Bush won Florida. Or at least I think. Let me look it up real quick. Let's see. Okay, so the returns showed that Bush had won Florida by such a close margin that state law required a recount. Okay, so that makes sense. A month-long series of legal battles led to the highly controversial 5-4 to four Supreme Court decision, Bush v. Gore, which ended in the recount. 
I'm sorry, it ended the recount. So the recount having been ended meant that Bush won Florida by 537 votes, a margin of 0.009%. Could you imagine? Just just think about that for a split fucking second. Could you imagine if that was the case with Trump versus Biden? If, if Biden won a place... And won the and the presidential election hinged on winning Florida, and somehow or another, okay, so like Georgia, if uh, if Georgia was a margin of zero point zero zero nine percent for Biden, and there was a four to five Supreme Court decision that, nope, it's fine. I think you might see. Uh, huge swaths of what happened at the Capitol happening in Georgia. It's weird to think about. And I honestly feel that it was a tamer time back then in the year 2000. Of course, this is like before 9-11. So... People weren't as radicalized as they are now. And after Bush took office, it kind of seemed like uh, it was just going to be a cush, normal Republican presidency. Well, as normal as a presidency can be. I suppose. And then one day it wasn't. It, uh, it, I always wonder with presidents because you always look at things that have happened as a nation. I like to put myself in the head of the president, whether I like them or not. And think to myself, what was this person feeling? Because being the president is a lot of pressure regardless. Uh, regardless of what's going on. You're leading the nation. Your decisions have repercussions that last generations upon generations. Think, for instance, Nixon starting the drug war. Yeah, he, you know, didn't intend for it probably to become what it did, but he set the stage. And his decision to fight the war on drugs caused, uh, it was the catalyst for what would eventually uh, spiral into mandatory minimums and uh, mass incarceration, the stratification of uh lower income minorities uh just a lot of bad shit and i think being president it's 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 all too i'm sure becoming president you you probably think that when you start you probably think to yourself like okay these decisions mean something but then just like any other job you eventually get 
lost in the sauce. And I think that's that's scary. That's scary to think about. Because eventually, even becoming the president just becomes a job after a while, I'm sure. Maybe not for everybody that does it. But, uh, yeah. George Bush was the 43rd president of the United States. And he served from 2001 to 2009. He was the 46th governor of Texas from 1995 to 2000. He was born to the Bush family, which I'm sure a lot of you guys know is basically a political dynasty. His father was a president and actually served as the president uh, two terms before he did with Clinton in between. So that's kind of cool, you know, if my dad was president and then just eight years later I became president, that's pretty fucking cool. His vice president was Dick Cheney, whom, from what I understand, is just an evil son of a bitch. And let's see here. Let's go to his presidential... So, Bush had originally outlined an ambitious domestic agenda. But when September 11th happened, everything changed. On September 11th, 2001, um, we all know about the terrorist attacks, but for millennials, this is our where were you when Kennedy was shot moment. And uh, for me, where I was on 9-11, I believe I was in middle school. I might have been in uh, intermediate school. There we go. Yeah, I was in intermediate school. I was in Mrs. Morrison's class, social studies, and she came in. And she turned on the TV and she said, we have to be quiet now. We have to watch this. And I was 11. And I just remember not understanding. It was everywhere on the TVs. Um, You couldn't go anywhere without seeing it. And I just, it just didn't register with me. And I don't think anybody really took the time to explain it to me. All I knew was that buildings had gone down and people had died. And I remember seeing a country that I had never heard of before called Afghanistan. And I couldn't even tell you where that was. It's almost impossible to think about today, huh? There are people of legal driving age uh, who have known where Afghanistan is on a map their whole lives. And that's a little awkward to me because I was 11 when I found out. I'm not sure if that's weird or not, but it was in my heart and I wanted you to know. (laughs) 
But, uh, it was just weird. And I think if I, if you had told me then and there that someday I was going to serve in the military and that the war that started in 2001 was still going to be going on then and well into after I served, uh, I would have looked at you crazy probably because I was 11 at that time and I would have been weirded out, but, uh, it's hard to think about a war lasting this long because we've, we've been living in it. And I think if, if you look at the Vietnam War as some type of, uh, comparison, Vietnam ended because it was becoming a forever war. And it was also one of the very first wars that was televised. And it was in your face all the time. And people didn't like it. It wasn't worth it. And eventually we just withdrew. And it was a, it was a long, drawn-out war. Nowhere near as long as the one in Afghanistan. And I think just the parallels between it are weird because I think now that we've had media for a long time and now that we've had so much coverage of the war in Afghanistan that it's it's become a trivial thing. And that's scary to me. That's scary to me because we can go to war with other places and the American public are already kind of used to that. Well, what's one more forever war? What's one more conflict? It's just going to be business as usual. But that's another story. After 9-11, George Bush had a very high approval rating. Uh, He basically pulled a Roosevelt and, um, well, this is our, 9-11 was our version of Pearl Harbor for millennials and, uh, and Gen Xers. And much like after Pearl Harbor, there was a huge uniting sense, which we have not felt since, (laughs) uh, where everybody came together, everybody, and, it, it, it reminds me of Watchmen in a way. The comic book, where at the end, um, Adrian Veidt basically unleashes um, a terrible, terrible uh, squid, multi dimensional creatures all uh, in all over the world and it unites the Soviet Union and America who were about to destroy each other with nuclear weapons it's basically a mini version of that in America where 
the 9-11 terrorist attacks kind of united all Americans and we needed to pick ourselves back up, dust ourselves off and say, okay, let's do this. Let's, let's, let's get payback. And George Bush was all for that. And I'm going to be honest with you, uh, it's easy to look back on now with a modern lens, knowing what we know now, and say, you know what, maybe we should have thought about it. Maybe we should have come at it a different way. But to be honest with you, if, if, if I was who I am now at the age I am now back then, I probably would have been all for it too. I probably would have been like, yeah, let's get some fucking payback. Shit, if it happened tomorrow in a different context, with a different country, with different circumstances, I would probably be for all for payback. It's all about the context, though. I just think it's weird when you have these unifying circumstances that come out of tragedy because it's, it's a good thing, but then it becomes a bad thing. I think... We're so far removed from that unity we once felt post 9-11 with our feelings towards one another. We've become so polarized. But like I said before, and I'll probably say it again, that's for another podcast. So... George Bush's uh, administration increased federal government spending from 1.7 trillion to pretty much 3 trillion, 60% uh, in his uh, in in his two terms. Individual income tax increased by 14%. So basically taxes just jumped. Uh, the increase in spending government spending uh, was more than under any predecessor since Lyndon B. Johnson. Oh, hey, the Vietnam War. 100,000 governmental worker jobs were created in that time. So that's, that's pretty good. And I think the two major things that I knew George Bush for was 9-11 and how he handled it by uh, invading Afghanistan and then quickly making the biggest political mistake by, well, geopolitical mistake by invading Iraq. And Iraq is a whole other fucking can of worms that I think I'll save for another podcast, but the ramifications of the Iraq war are unlike anything I think that's existed in history. And I don't think we're going to see the end of it for a very long time. But the, the two things I really want to talk about with the Bush presidency, I know I was going to, I think I made it seem like I was going to go through a timeline of his, his presidency, but fuck that let's 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 shoot from the hip here uh, the two things i find most fascinating about his presidency was the two 
the two disasters that took place. So he had one at the beginning with 9-11, and then how he handled that. And then he had another one with the 2008 financial crisis, which we still kind of feel the ramifications of as well. And I remember for the 2008 financial crisis. So it happened between 2007 and 2008. And I am not an economist. I am not uh, money savvy. I don't have uh, stocks. I don't invest I'm not very money savvy. Just not who I am. I know a lot of people who are. Not fucking me. I, uh... I I remember just like 9-11, I didn't know what the fuck was really going on. Except by this time I was... 17, 18. I had just lost a very close friend of mine who took his life. So I don't think I was really in a mind to process what was going on politically or financially to our to our country. But I just remember seeing it on the news and not understanding it, not having anybody bother to want to explain it to me. Um, and I just went on with my life. And looking back now, uh, I find it fascinating, the 2008 financial crisis and just how how long in the making it was and how ingrained into our lives it honestly was and how it could have been so much worse if the Bush administration had not acted the way it did or the players involved with these different firms um, it's just weird to think how many times we've been on the precipice of uh, sort of falling apart as a nation I feel like we currently are living through one or have lived through one I think you're going to find that just like the beginning of this podcast, I explained that this can really just be described as rambling (laughs) about things I find interesting. And, uh, yeah, I, I currently find the political climate to be very interesting as I'm sure everybody else does. And uh, it just seems like it just seems like a lot of thing. Like it just seems like we're we're jumping with our fanaticism to political ideologies, and I think it's getting harder and harder for P two find a middle ground.
And I look at a president like Trump, and it makes me think of, okay, what were predecessors to this person like? And Trump's earliest predecessor as a Republican is George Bush. And before Trump, George Bush was considered the worst president we've ever had. And today, Bush is seen as this cute, dumb, jock, old man who now paints. And it's, it's hard to reconcile his current life with his previous one as a president. And I just wonder to myself, how, how does one move on after being a president? Do you think about it while you're doing it? Like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go paint for a while. Or like Jimmy Carter. Okay, the nation's done with me. I gave it my best. I had one term. They weren't a big fan of me, but I know I did my best, and now I'm going to go build fucking houses for Habitat for Humanity. And I think that if, if I had that position, and I'm sure they all think that they did the best that they could... afterwards how can you not look at all the criticism not just from like talking heads on the news but like from accredited schools where they basically go over all your policies all your executive orders all your decisions ever and just pick them the fuck apart just pick them the fuck apart and how do you not even if you're not trying to like how do you not read that or hear your name mentioned and not take it personally i'm i'm a pretty gentle guy you know i'm not a i don't i don't consider myself a tough guy uh i I don't think I'd ever want to be president. It just looks like the job sucks. And that no matter what you kind of do, you're forsaking one thing or another. You're either not strong enough or you're not gentle enough. I'm trying to think of presidents and which ones might have felt like their presidency was maybe unfair towards them.
I know some presidents, they die uh, real quick after they leave office. Like, uh, well, not real quick. I'm thinking of Reagan, who uh, a little bit after his presidency was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And it's hard to think maybe like what his... Because I know with Alzheimer's, uh, even before people are officially diagnosed, um, a lot of them try to hide it. Or a lot of them try to overcompensate it. And it just becomes a routine for them to overcompensate. And that becomes second nature. To where they don't even know that they're hiding it anymore. And then one day they just have an incident or get lost and go to the doctor all of a sudden you got Alzheimer's and I'm thinking about Reagan and as much as I really don't like Reagan uh, I have to sympathize with the idea of someone being in that position of power in a political party that puts a lot of emphasis on being strong and having to live with or reconcile the fact that you are slowly starting to lose yourself. Because there's a couple times where his wife kind of picks up for him or reminds him what to say. So for him, once he left office, he had to reconcile with that. And that has to be terrifying. Heavy lies the crown, I guess. Alright guys, maybe I'll pick back up on this topic, maybe I'll, I'll pick something else, but uh, it's one in the morning right now, and uh, on the drive home from doing the podcast with my brothers, I was just sort of thinking about this, and it was in my heart, and I wanted you to know about it, so uh, I don't know, maybe these will become a thing. You know, maybe this will become a recurring thing for me. Because I kind of like it. I kind of like getting this shit out. It feels good. So, yeah. Uh, Till next time. Later.